Hello, and welcome to the C&D podcast. I'm Costanza Potter, news editor at C&D, and you're listening to Series 4 of A Coffee With, a podcast series where we sit down with some of pharmacy's most inspirational women to find out how they got to where they are today. In each episode, I'll be chatting to a different woman in pharmacy about their career highs and lows, their aspirations and fears, and everything in between. We'll hear plenty of words of wisdom, as well as the piece of advice they wish they'd been given at the start of their career. So, pour yourself a cuppa and join me for the latest instalment of A Coffee With. Our guest today is President of the National Association of Women Pharmacists, Aya Abbas. Aya works as a locum pharmacist, as well as holding roles as manager at a community pharmacy and clinical pharmacist at a GP surgery. She also has an independent prescribing qualification. With a career spanning pharmacy sectors, including community pharmacy, general practice and hospital pharmacy, her experience makes her a perfect spearhead for empowering women in pharmacy. It's brilliant to have you with us, Aya. Oh, thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. I'm actually getting emotional. That was really sweet. Thank you so much. Well, it's all true. I'm excited. Great. I wanted to kick us off. I'd love to hear about what made you want to study pharmacy. Right. So I think the main thing with this podcast, I want to be as vulnerable as much as I can and keep it realistic, basically. So pharmacy wasn't even my first choice at all. It was a backup plan. I think you in a when you're young, you're in a position when you don't even know what career you want to do, what your interest is. But I knew it's something to do with science. So I was exploring the thought of, you know, going into medicine, dentistry and pharmacy was my backup plan. And I remember my mum was like, you know, this is the right job for you. It'll be great for you. And I think before she used to say, like, the best job for women because it's like you can do it part time. And, and because she said that, I was more like, no, I don't want to do it. I was more like, no way, because you said that, I don't want to do that. Like, I was like a massive no. Yeah. But then, you know what? Every, I always believe that everything happens for a reason. So I get into pharmacy, which was my backup plan. And yeah, and I started pharmacy in Bradford Uni. And now looking back at it, honestly, it, it did happen for a reason. And I'm so glad I've done pharmacy, but it wasn't a first choice. I'll, I'll be honest, like <laughs> at all. Well, thanks for being honest. I mean, that's such a cool story. It's funny how mothers often know best she was still happy can you imagine like she was so thrilled and she was like do you know what I told you is the right thing for you and this has happened and look you got it for a reason and I used to be like really stubborn to be fair I used to be like oh my god like can't believe this but now we have this conversation now and I'm just like do you know what mom it did work out and it did happen for a reason and I'm happy where I am but I was like not just because you know it's the right thing to do as a woman it was meant to be and you know, I'm honoured to be in a position now where I actually can fight for women rights instead of just being like, oh, this is a job, like my mum was saying, because it's just the traditional role, you know, like women eventually get married, have kids and, you know, yeah. they don't need to be career focused. So where I am now, my mum is actually so happy that the fact that I'm in a position where I can help women and empower women. So when I say that to her, I'm like, yeah, it, it did work out at the end. And it's so funny that you mentioned about your mum saying that it was a good career for a woman, because that's the second time I've heard that from a podcast interviewee. I wonder, like, why people think that? And is it true, I guess, do you think? Is it a great career for a woman? Honestly, I think with pharmacy, it's the flexibility as a locum. So obviously, if you're working as a locum, you have that flexibility. Um, If you've got kids, you can work part time and stuff like this. But it's challenging I'll be honest as a woman it is challenging and there's a I feel like 
you know, I know this is a big statement, but we do have more role in family commitment. But I don't believe it's true. Like when my mum was saying, you know, it's the right career for a woman. I think we, we still can challenge a lot of jobs and we can adapt and we can ask for certain things to make the job easier for us rather than, you know, we have to accommodate to the job requirement. It should be us challenging. Why can't we do this? If you give me this, like, for example, like if you've got family commitments and uh, the job requires certain training in the evening, you can challenge that and be like, can't I just do that during the work hours? Yeah, so I think yeah. that's why we've got the no committee because we need to challenge stuff. And instead of just saying, this is the right job for women and we should stick to it. I think we, we need to challenge stuff like this in society to get somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And actually that was going to be one of my questions around what do you think needs to happen to make pharmacy a, a better or more equitable career for women? I think we're slowly getting there, but there are a lot of challenges. For example, traditionally people think, you know, pharmacy might be a lot easier than, for example, dentistry or medicine for women. But it, there is a lot of still challenges that have it's not just for me like I've reached out to a lot of women and there is a lot of things that are unfair in a sense so I'll give you an example I got married recently and my husband is a pharmacist so I always compare my experience to his yeah oh congratulations by the way thank you so much just to interrupt sorry (laughs) thank you so much comparing certain things it is I can tell there's a difference so for example now because I just got married recently the the next question is like when you're having kids what's the next plan and I know sometimes when women get interviewed, which is quite shocking, that's the thing that employees think about straight away. Like, are you planning to have kids? Uh, Is that going to affect your job in the future? I mean, now pharmacy, I think, I know it sounds really horrible to say, but because of COVID, things did open a lot. For example, pharmacists can now work from home, which can help women a lot. For example, if they've got family commitments, I think instead of just getting on with it, I think we just need to challenge it, basically. Yeah, for sure. And personally could you tell us about some challenges you face as a woman in pharmacy and how you kind of overcame them it's always helpful to hear about other people's experiences and gain the wisdom from that for me it was health issues so the main thing is my period basically that I get every month and it's a massive struggle when it comes to the job because I work in community pharmacy and you're standing up all day and I used to be in this mindset I think women, the way we grew up, it was like, you don't talk about your period. It's an embarrassing thing. You shouldn't mention it. It's one of those things that you just have to get on with it. But at my work, I was struggling so much with the pain that I had to open up to my staff and just say, look, I'm having bad period pains today and I just need to take regular breaks. And you you do have, you know, like mind fog. And sometimes you just think, okay, I, I do need to take space and I do need to take a break for myself. So I think that was the main challenge because at first I was like, oh, maybe I should just get on with it because I feel like this applies to a lot of pharmacists. You are seen as a responsible pharmacist. So you are the one in charge of everything. So I feel like if we say certain things about our health or our mental health or anything like this, we might feel like we might look weak to others and we don't look responsible. But that's not a thing because obviously if you're suffering, you shouldn't be suffering during work hours. You can do certain things to help yourself. You have to put yourself first as well. So I remember just, you know, talking to my staff and saying to them, look, this is the problem I'm getting. Do you mind if I take a regular breaks and stuff like this? And do you know what? Shockingly, it was like, to myself, it says more about me than other people. They were like, oh no, it's understandable. Don't worry. Like being so supportive and so lovely. That's when I thought, actually, maybe something we should talk about. And I remember like putting it on Twitter straight away. I was like, you know, if you're in pain, if you're suffering, like, why should you be suffering in silence just because you're seen as a responsible pharmacist? It's fine to speak up. 
Yeah, and I guess unfortunately it's still such a taboo yeah. topic that 100%. in in any sector you might not speak up about something like that because it's just something that we don't talk about. I think a lot of people in many jobs would find it just really hard to say, look, so I'm having really bad period pains today. Can mm. I take more breaks? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it gets to the point when you just literally can't work. And I think the other thing as well, you know, when you're working as a local pharmacist, you're very unfamiliar with the store. And I've noticed that things that we are trying to challenge now as no, for example, like pads or period products that you need during your shift for example I've worked in a place and sometimes your period can surprise you randomly and you think oh my god but again you you're in a familiar surrounding and you know if you feel embarrassed to get like period products and a lot of places obviously they unfortunately they don't offer period like products so that's another struggle that we have Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And kind of talking a bit more around your career, I know lots of people want to know lots about it. I wanted to know how you started off in pharmacy kind of after you trained. My start wasn't easy because we have to do placement pre-reg. So after that, you have to do your exam. And I've spoke about this after probably a year when I failed my pre-reg exam. So I couldn't qualify as a pharmacist. That was the hardest thing. But as I said, it was one of the hardest things I faced I just felt because you have three attempts and it was my second attempt and the pressure was horrendous because it was like, you know, I've just finished my degree. I'm a student. Um, I'm sure a lot of students can relate. You're in debt. You don't have much money. And I was like, I don't know what to do if I say the exam and fail. And there was a lot of pressure to do with that. There's a lot stake on that. I just wanted to get it done as much as I can. But then at the same time, I didn't want to do it and then fail. But you know, I got lucky and I passed my second attempt. And that's why now I talk to a lot of students that failed the pre-reg exam because I was in that position. So after that, I've decided to locum to try to gain as many experience as possible in different settings. So I was locuming in different branches, independent pharmacies. It's just to get my confidence up because I'm not going to lie, you started as students and then straight away you're the responsible pharmacist like I remember my first day they were like oh you need to sign this or this person needs to speak to a responsible pharmacist and I was like oh my god that's me I was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like I'm the one who's so it is difficult especially in community because it's it's only you basically like in hospital sometimes you can refer to other people but in community it's challenging so I start locoming for a bit then I ended up in a community pharmacy uh, where I was doing regular days and it sounds bad, but eventually I was like, oh, I don't want to do this for a long time. I'm, you know, I want to do something different as well. So I ended up doing independent prescribing. Yeah. And I got fortunate to get a job working from home for a GP surgery. So um, I split my week, basically. I do a couple of days in community and a couple of days from home. Brilliant. That's such a, a varied path and like a perhaps a different journey to the one that lots of people have had but I guess everyone's journey is quite different definitely in pharmacy definitely and within that kind of journey with all those different areas independent prescribing and GP surgeries and locuming in community could you tell us about some of your career highs during that time again this might sound bad but I think you I think a lot of pharmacists can say this but during the pandemic during covid we've realized how important our role is. I'm sure you've heard a lot of people refer as pharmacists as a person who just pick up someone from the shelf and just sign it and it's done. But during the pandemic, I think a lot of people have realized our role and the fact that we've helped so many vulnerable patients and how much difference we made through the pandemic. I think, I know it was a horrible, difficult time, 
But I think a lot of pharmacists can, you know, say the same thing. I think finally people have realised how important our role is, especially within the NHS. I've realised as well, I know it sounds bad, but you know when you do the job every day, you think, oh, like it's the same thing. But when you help someone and when you help patients and when you diagnose patients and refer like serious conditions and, you know, you save someone's life, it makes a huge difference. You diagnose someone and that same person comes back and they're like, oh my God, like, you saved my life by referring me. It does, you know, you, you do reflect anything. Wow. Yeah. The job is so essential in community. Yeah. And it feels like such a time of opportunity, as you say, having shown and really demonstrated yeah. what pharmacy can do. Hopefully times are changing and some some well-needed appreciation <laughs> is coming your way. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But it's looking good. It's looking good. I think I've noticed a difference in people's attitude as well, especially now, like there's a role for pharmacists, not just, you know, community pharmacy or hospital pharmacists. There's a lot to it. You know, you now we've got a role in GPs there. We've got a role in like skincare. So things are looking good for us. It's great. It's brilliant. While we've got this sort of movement for pharmacy sector as a whole, uh, I wanted to ask you why you think it's really important that we have women in pharmacy platforms like the NAWP network at the PDA Union and the C&D podcast. So why is it such a, an important thing that we have platforms for women in pharmacy specifically? It's just to inspire women, to be fair, because I've been in a position, reflecting on my experience, when I started, I, I think I've said this story so many times, but it's, I work in a community pharmacy and one of my dispensers is a male, which is quite rare in community. So I used to get patients coming in and I was newly qualified and the first thing they used to say to me oh no I want to speak to the man behind the counter not you you know the pharmacist and I was like I literally just said I'm the responsible pharmacist like oh my goodness so yeah so and you do feel let down by the public and sometimes it does impact you because you think I don't understand why you can't listen to me why do I have to be a male figure for you to listen when we have the same qualification so a couple of years of feeling like this and I came across Nope when they were doing an International Women's Day event and uh, I attended the online event and oh my god I was so inspired because it was like you know amazing women just on the panel and just talking about their experience and I realized okay so I'm not the only one feeling this you know a lot of people have gone through the same experience and it's just that empowerment and just making you know a space for women to feel safe I think it's so important and I think you know, if you share your experience, for example, I just shared my experience about period pains. Another woman would be like, okay, I'm going through the same thing. It's okay to talk about it. So it makes a huge difference. And for me now, I was telling my husband this as well, being part of Nope has just given me a different perspective. Having podcasts like this, it's amazing because it just puts other women in a better position. And, you know, you, you can create that space for them to be heard. And I've talked about this recently as well. We need more women in leadership you know, if you see more women doing the same thing and approaching things, it will encourage other people to do it as well. So I think this is so important. I can't like emphasize how important this is. Yeah, for sure. And you've been president of NORP for yeah, a few months. I think you started in August, you said. So yeah. what does it mean to you to be president of this Women in Pharmacy Association? Yeah, I know you've been in it a short time, but what are your hopes for the role and your feelings about it? Do you know what? Sometimes I see my title and I'm just like, it's crazy. It's honestly crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, because I started about a year and a bit ago and I started as a you know a member and I was like helping with social media 
and try to um, get more people to know about Nob. And then they did the election and, you know, I'm lucky to be surrounded by amazing women. And they were just like, go for it. Just go for it. Go for the role. You can do it. You just do it for it. And I did. And I got elected. And, you know, when the results came out, I was just like, oh, my God, this is what an honor. What an opportunity. Like, it's, it's incredible. And it gives me such a satisfaction to be in this role. Like, I've always speak about this like the fact that I'm a NOB president and I'm the fact that I'm part of NOB is just amazing because I feel like I'm part of this incredible group that support and trying to make a difference in pharmacy and now I'm getting women approaching me like asking for advice and you know like they're like oh I didn't realize there was a group that does this this is amazing oh I'm writing articles and stuff like this as it's, it's amazing honestly it's one of the best things that have like happened because I'm so passionate about it and to find this because in pharmacy it can get quite isolating especially in community because by yourself or you, when you work from home you're by yourself as well so a lot of women do feel isolated and they don't feel like they get enough support so my aim to be fair is just to create a safe space for women to speak up and encourage women to apply for leadership role as much as they can. Yeah, you're so right. And I love what you said about other women encouraging you to go forward. And we just love it. And women encouraging women. What a great thing. Who's Honestly. a woman in pharmacy that, that you particularly admire? I know this might sound biased to the listeners, but it will be the NOB committee. So shout out to Daniela, shout out to Naina, Nicola, Wingbing, Jane. Shout, like they, they've been incredible. They I'm still a young pharmacist, so the fact they encouraged me to go for it, and they're just like, you know, because I used to, I'm not going to lie to you, I sat there and said to them, you know, I don't have enough experience, I'm scared for public speaking, I've not done it enough, and they were just like, no, do you know what, like, go for it, that's how you gain the experience, and I look up to them so much, because they just, I'm not just saying it because, they, you know, we're part of the same committee, but they, they're incredible women, and I hope you get them soon on the podcast because they honestly, they're amazing. They're always oh. empowering each other. They're always trying to share the experience. They try, Like, I can just call them now and be like, oh, I'm struggling with this, and they'll help me straight away. So I look up to them. That's great. We all need a network like that, I think. 100%. 100%. Especially when you're a woman as well, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you get asked this question all the time, but... If you could give yourself a piece of advice at the start of your career in pharmacy, what would it have been? Be patient, as, as ironic as that sounds, but be patient and don't put too much pressure on yourself. I think this is something that I want to give to newly qualified pharmacists. When you're newly qualified, you think, oh my God, I've done a degree for five, you know, it's five years. I should know everything. I need to be career driven. I need to do everything in one, but take your time because it is hard. I started as a community pharmacist and it was really difficult. And I speak to a lot of women about this as well. When you're newly qualified, there's a lot of pressure. And sometimes you are in a position when you think you're not good enough. I've been in a position when I'm like, oh, I don't know this. How come I don't know this? And I put pressure on myself. But it's not about that. It's about, you know, learning from your experience, asking other people for help. It's OK. And that's advice to myself. It's OK to ask for help. It doesn't look embarrassing or doesn't make you look like, you know, a good pharmacist. It, it's fine. It's about learning. Yeah, it's that imposter syndrome often, isn't it? Oh, that you think, honestly, yeah. oh, I'm not good enough to be where I am. And actually, we usually are. Honestly, we all feel it. I'm not going to sit here now and be like, do you know what? Yeah, I'm, you know, I've got the right experience. We all feel it at some point. Even as an old president, I'm just like, you know, am I doing the right? Like, it's fine. It's okay. Like, you, you gain experience. You learn a lot of stuff. And 
like you said everyone feels it but we don't talk about it so we think it's abnormal like how we feel but it's so normal yeah 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 for sure I wanted to circle back to International Women's Day I was really interested that you said you first came across SNORP through attending one of their Women's Day events and It's especially lovely to have you on this podcast series because it's celebrating this year's International Women's Day. So that's a nice (laughs) timing, full circle moment, I guess. But I'm sure you're aware that the theme for 2023 for IWD is Embrace Equity, which I'm sure can mean different things to lots of different people. But what role do you think pharmacy as a sector can play in helping to achieve gender equity? I think there's a lot to cover, to be honest. I'll be honest with you. So we try to organise International Women's Day. We try to do an event as NOPE. And this year we have been discussing, you know, like you said, that that's the aim of this year. There's always a theme. But we were like going back and forth. What do we cover and what's the best thing to do? And it's so hard. There's so much you can cover in one day. So we decided to focus on menopause because it has put a lot of women pharmacists in a disadvantage uh, when they go through menopause because like I said no one really talks about it and it's so ironic because as a healthcare professional you deal with a lot of patients going through menopause and you prescribe HRT or you counsel patients on it but sometimes you people forget that people in pharmacy are are human beings and they'll be going through the same thing. We've had cases which I think is unfair because they going through the menopause and they struggled a lot and they didn't get enough support. So we need to increase awareness and, you know, empower and educate each other about it because it's, I know we're healthcare professionals and, you know, we, the way we empower patients about their health conditions, we should do it for ourselves as well. Yeah, that was a huge question. So sorry about that, but (laughs) it's great to hear some, some thoughts on it. And finally, I like to finish with a nice question about the future. What are you most excited about? for the future for women in pharmacy? I'm excited to see a change, to see more women in leadership roles. I'm excited to see women as speakers. And um, I've noticed a difference now, but I've attended like pharmacy events when you see the whole panel is just like male pharmacists and there's yeah. no, you know, it's a bit by it. But now we're seeing more women speaking up and I'm looking forward to just like I said, creating that safe space for women and just to see women reaching out and speaking about their own experience and just feel confident to talk about it is just incredible. And that's what I look forward to, just empowering and seeing women feel comfortable in their own skin. And that is just such a great thing to see. If we were all comfortable in our great skin, what a great thing that would be. Honestly, it would feel a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. It's been so great to hear all your insights and your wisdom. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor, honestly. And the fact that I can voice, you know, bring my opinions to this is great. And I hope other women hearing this will feel inspired and will feel empowered to put themselves forward. I hope so. That was Aya Abbas, president of the PDA's National Association of Women Pharmacists Network. Today we talked all things periods, the pressures of the pre-reg exam, and the importance of women lifting up other women. Join me again next time when I'll sit down with Shilpa Shah, the CEO of North East London Local Pharmaceutical Committee and a member of NHS England's Inclusive Pharmacy Practice Advisory Board. For more news and updates on CND's Women in Pharmacy Group, please check out the CND community via our website, chemistandruggist.co.uk. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>